Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports and you get Game of Thrones for this week anyway, because I said last week on this podcast, if Game of Thrones tested my patience with yet another fart joke, that would be it for Game of Thrones reviews on this podcast. So I would like to welcome both of the Leapocks this week and congratulations for appearing on the last pod, the last Game of Thrones review pod of this season. <laughs> they thought I was joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, yeah. And here it is. This seems like a, like a lot of... I think you've made this claim before, Pierce. <laughs> no, I, I tell you, this will be it. Like, we, there will not be... We will not be appearing on an episode seven review. Or maybe... You know what? Maybe you guys will come on and I just won't be on my own podcast. <laughs> like, you guys will come on, talk about it, we can continue doing it, and I'll, maybe I'll, I'll sit there and listen. I'll produce my own podcast. <laughs> Because I, I like they tried they, they tested me and I'm I'm just I'm, I've had it I've had it three three weeks in a row with the fart jokes fucking ridiculous. I admit I thought you were joking <laughs> yeah I'm just not <laughs> well you know oh. what though is I don't know if it really counts as a third fart joke because it's it's the same fart joke because it's from the same place right that makes it worse and I realize I'm just turning into Scott like evil Scott from South Park right now where I'm like fart jokes are the lowest form of comedy you guys but still. <laughs> And it doesn't help the fact that I'm Canadian, so I'm adding to the further adding to the schism. But either way, I don't care, and I'm serious. Maybe next week, like Mike and Rob, come on and talk, and I'll just listen to you guys. Interestingly, I think that uh, Game of Thrones, the the show itza- itself, was uh, mm-hmm. complaining about the fart joke. Right? Uh, they said nobody laughed. Yeah, that was it, was it. Was very meta for me when they they because there was the one line where the guy said something like. You know, if it wasn't for my writing, it would just be like. Oh, it was, it was Ar- Arya said that it was. It was a uh, yeah. the, the woman. If it wasn't for her acting, it would all just be fart mm-hmm. jokes. Fart jokes, yeah. Belching, I, farting, and slapping. I'm also <laughs> not convinced that actually counts as a fart joke because I don't think it was meant to be funny. Yeah. I mean, it was done at a serious time. There was serious music during it. I guess I don't know. I just. Ah. <laughs> uh. I think, it's terrible. I think, I think the only terrible. really the, the the only real fart joke in the show was the one with with the grandmaster Pycelle. <laughs> that was legit. Just he's gonna fart and people are gonna go ha. And the rest <laughs> of it is you're you're watching fart jokes. It's it's a little. But yeah, they're not was, funny to us audience. They're maybe funny to the other audience, right? The audience inside the show. Yeah, that's true. It's I suppose I still. I still don't care for it. I, I I'd be less inclined to be upset with it if it didn't have the the, the Picel fart joke earlier in the season, <laughs> like the Picel fart joke. But I mean, they sort of earned the Picel fart joke earlier this season. These last two were just like, hey, let's just have a guy go. Well, and that's the like, thing is that, that that's what you're watching is it's the lowest form of comedy are these fucking yeah. terrible plays. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you, you end up like um, like I don't know exactly how accurate it is because like not you know any kind of uh, medieval historian, but from what I've seen of other shows of you know that sh- have these kind of like body plays that are going on, it's like the same shit where they have like awful fart jokes and like random tits out of nowhere. Like I was thinking in the in the show Rome, the Rome BBC uh, TV series, not BBC. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Um, the Rome TV series, they have the same kind of thing where they have these like plays that they that are, are that are showing what has happened in the show already, like the historical events, and it's all like there's you know awful like just giant like dildo dicks going all over the place, and you know 
random tits and farts and shit like that. And so they're, they're a little they, bit like they, it might be somewhat historically accurate. <laughs> they're a little bit like Shakespearean plays too, like with a play within a play, and those mm-hmm. plays are usually pretty terrible too. Like if I don't know if you have ever seen Midsummer Night's Dream, but like oh yes, yeah. So the players within that play, including Bottom, mm-hmm. who ends up getting turned into the donkey, right? Um, yeah, all of them are just terrible, and their plays are terrible, which is why it's mm-hmm. especially funny when Titania falls in love with Bottom. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I suppose. I, I just I love to, just bringing a little class to the to the crossover podcast here. You two, good job. Uh, good lord, though. I just oddly enough um, bringing class by defending farts. Yeah, that, interesting. You'll see that people said it couldn't be done, and the two of you said nay. <laughs> I think this is somehow typical of our relationship. <laughs> um, we might as well just slide right into Aria. Oh yeah. Since, uh, I mean. We we, t- we kind of talked about this last week, and, and, and Miller was one of the guys who suggested, like, that he thinks that Ari is going to end up killing uh, right. the, the waif and, and whatever, I guess his name's still Jack and Hagar, but he doesn't have a name and then that whole thing. And I'm perfectly fine with that because, honestly nobody who's watching this show wants her to become a faceless assassin, right? Like nobody wants to see her give up her title. And then when she didn't and then grabbed a needle and was like, thanks for half training me. Maybe I've got all the skills I need. And then just, I don't know. I don't even know where, where she was sitting. Looked like some sort of like dank room. I don't know. In the bottom of, yeah, she found a, even, a dank. Yeah, yeah. D- d- just some random dank room to sleep. I don't. I don't even know what that room was because it was like stone. But like, I don't know. it looked like it was supposed to lead somewhere. It, but somebody didn't finish what they were building and just said, "Ah, let's just close it off here." It kind of looked to me like a cellar. It might have been like an old storeroom that was empty. Yeah, like in an old abandoned building or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, exactly what it looked like. Good call. She's um, hiding, but she knows she's going to be found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I think she's gonna she's gonna kill Waif, but I don't think she's gonna kill Jack and Hagar. I think Me it's either. probably gonna end up that the Waif corners her. They have a big epic fight, and then she stabs her smug face off, and then mm-hmm. Jack and Hagar shows up and is all like, "Hey, look!" Well, because he because he did say, no matter what, a face is going on the wall. Like either you kill the old lady or we're gonna kill you. So if she kills the Waif, maybe the Waif will be the face, and then he'll be like, "Well, the God." demanded a life here's the life i like mm. that theory he's, he's all about balance right and yeah. she should that that lady that woman should be dead but she's not so someone's got to die and if Arya turns into the waif maybe jack and hagar will leave her alone after that or maybe he'll hunt her all the way across the world mm-hmm. maybe Arya kills her and takes her face kills her takes her face and then goes back <laughs> to the thing and kills jack and hagar yeah, could have takes his face <laughs> and all the um, other faces. This face stealer. I'm excited to never, ever see those theater people again. Ever, I just never, ever again. Uh, although I did enjoy when Joffrey died and everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is so terrible!" And then Arya just started laughing. Yes. I was like, "That's." I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "That's enjoyable." <laughs> like she, she's earned that laugh after like the first five seasons of this particular show. Um, I don't know if it was longer, but boy, it sure felt like it was longer when they were doing the the, the plays again. I mean, there was a big theme this week of it seemed like the characters were watching their version of the first of the DVDs of seasons one through five, 
because Arya was just watching. She just basically watched seasons one through four uh, in play form, and Bran was watching seasons one through five in flashback form. Flash, yeah, in flashback form. So it was basically like somebody send these guys copies of the DVD so they can get caught up. <laughs> yeah, because this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm really glad to spend because I didn't get that like. There was the one guy who who's uh, who's I guess he was the playwright or whatever, and he got to stand up and monologue for like two minutes about that was the, qu- the quality of his thing, and I'm like, who the fuck is this yeah, guy? Yeah, that, that, that was like such an overreaction. She's like, yeah. I had a thought, and he just completely interrupted. It might have been like, hey, how about we go get like Chinese for dinner? And he's yeah. just like, you don't get to think. Like, just completely loses his shit. And I was yeah. like, was that necessary? And like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, who are you? You're just this yeah. douche guy who's complaining about like everything. Like, I guess was I guess he's supposed to be the writer, but that was not clearly established at all. No. No. I also kept just, like, having a weird feeling about him, about the actor. Who is that? Oh, I I, I thought I read some... I think he's a big uh, theater actor. Okay, I just kept thinking, I know who this guy is, but I can't put my finger on it. I'll have to look yeah, it up later. Yeah, probably, he's, he's probably a guy... I'll bet if we IMDb'd him, I don't know his name off the top of my dome, but I'll bet if we IMDb'd him, he'd have, like, seven Tony Awards or something like that, right? Like, he'd, he'd be <laughs> one of those, like... Drawing, like, twice. <laughs> yeah, but he's, like, got, like, ten Broadway awards and shit like that. So the thing um, he's really angry about right now that got him into character was that he has to play this shitty, shitty dude on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, apparently... <laughs> Um, we, we, we mentioned Bran. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really glad Hodor had to die so he could buy them like three minutes. <laughs> that was, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's important three minutes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, some of it was good. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the brand, the, the quickie brand flashback stuff. Some, some things that I noticed in that was you get to see the Mad King, which I guess is that Rhaegar Targaryen's first appearance in, as like someone playing him as an actor in this that I can think I, of. Mad King wasn't Rhaegar. Or who was? Who uh, was the Mad he's got a different name. Who's? Was Ra- name Rhaegar's was... father is the Mad King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right. yeah I think that, that was the first time that he actually showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, on screen. And... Yeah, for sure. It's the first time we've seen his face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then he he was the guy who yelled, "Burn them all." And it showed Jamie killing him, and then it showed Jamie sitting on the Iron Throne for like three seconds of a frame. That was pretty cool. I like that. I was like, "Ooh, Jamie sitting on the throne." There's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that that actually leads credence to a uh, a theory I read online about Bran and the Mad King. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, that the voices in the Mad King's head is actually Bran. And, oh right, yeah. Sorry, lay it on, lay it on him. But I have heard this thing. Yeah. Right. So basically, it's the idea is that he goes back, he does his little like flashback back in time thing, sees the Mad King, and an idea is that he tries to warn the Mad King about the White Walkers, or accidentally shows him the White Walkers, and so he ends up being the voices in the head, and the burn them all thing that he keeps repeating over and over again ends up that is basically him trying to like in a crazy mind broken way, tell everyone that they have to burn the white walkers, not that he has to burn all the citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brand is actually, is actually the voices in the mad King's head. I really enjoy that theory as well. Yeah. 
And I think another thing that lends credence to that same uh, idea is the fact that now Benjamin Stark said that the three-eyed crow lives again. Oh, and right. pointed at pointed at Bronn. Or sorry, Bran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, it's Eris Targaryen was the Mad King. Yes. A um, few questions about Benjamin. Um, uh, why the mask? Other than uh, the, it's cold, absolutely. Right? <laughs> there, 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 a couple things pissed me off this week. One was Benjamin wearing a mask because the only reason he wore a mask is for like a plot device reveal to the audience to be like. And then let's be honest, nobody knew who it was until somebody said, until Bran said Uncle Benjamin. So you don't even get really get that reveal anyway with him going like, you know, it was basically it was like when Kylo Ren takes his mask off and it's like I have no idea. You know what? Like, That's yeah. not actually true, Pierce. As soon as someone showed up in the middle of nowhere when they were in the snow and all the zombies were there, I was like, it's Benjamin Stark in my head. And then when he took his mask off, I was like, yes. So mm-hmm. you know, there was a real. It did happen. There was a reveal. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad to have him back, but uh, why couldn't he get there five minutes earlier? Yeah, that, that would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, save I Hodor too for that haircut. Yeah, that's basically what it was. The funny thing is, like, they've been there for, like, what, weeks? Yeah. And, <laughs> and Well, presumably, right? And he didn't yeah. show up before then, and it's like, basically, the Three-Eyed Raven only called him when shit completely hit the fan. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, that, like, that was very plot devicey. Well, and it, it, and it it fit really, really well with your whole thing where, you know, a new player enters the game, kicks down the yeah. says, I'm in charge, everybody. And I, I really enjoyed his, like, scythe-wielding fire mace moment because, like, basically we just, we, we slipped into full army of darkness mode oh, yeah. for, like, three seconds there. And I one zombie in the dick. Yeah, and it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just riding by with a mask and, like, whipping this thing, and I was just like, oh, God, they, they're going full. Full video game on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just, it was full. Like, I have, like, if they'd have taken the mask off, and when he rev- took the mask off, if it was Bruce Campbell, and he was like, I'm Ash, and, you know, I, <laughs> I said the incantation wrong at the end of Army of Darkness, and now I'm here, I'd be like, all right, guess, guess we're doing this now. Um, I was half expecting it just straight up to be like, I don't know, it's the guy from, like, The Witcher or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, the Wicker Man. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. <laughs> um, what is the name of the chick who, I, I assume no one, like, I've never bothered to learn her name. I can't be the only one who hasn't done that. Um, who's dragging Bran around? Mira. 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 Um, I blame her for Hodor's death. I mean, I, I know people like to blame it on, I guess, I mean, you can blame it on Benjen for showing up five minutes late or the Three-Eyed Raven for showing up or tell him to show up five minutes late or, you know, but I, I, the real reason we lost that dog or like you can blame Bran as well for grabbing the thing and staying in the, in the tree too long and then letting the guy fight, figure out where he is. And then Bran for actually like warging into Hodor and fucking up his brain. But I blame here her for doing, cause she did the, the classic like three days left to retirement speech there. Lee Pog, Yeah. When she was like, yay, we get to leave Hodor. We're going to go get some eggs now. Start talking about like, eggs and bacon. Just, Stupid broad. Just dumb. <laughs> the other thing... I blame her. Yeah. She dragged him for presumably a long time, probably a couple of K, and yet yeah. she's sitting there not dragging him, being like, oh, Hodor, wake up. Yeah. Oh, Until all of a sudden, ah. it's like, oh, well, Hodor's dead. Guess I'll actually have to do it. She couldn't have just done it. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. 
Ah, I blame her for the whole thing. Um, she definitely tempted fate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... <laughs> she was like, don't worry, Hodor, we'll get out of here and we'll sail off into the sunset, living forever. Sam and Gilly got to have uh, kind of a fun scene in this. I, I, I enjoyed that stuff a little bit in this episode. Um, Gilly got her hair did, which was... Uh, <laughs> Kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, that, that whole thing I was just kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah, yes. it, 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 in its own Game of Thronesy kind of way, it, it, it was very adorable. I got to agree. Um, I just have one question: How come Sam's apparently incredibly rich family has managed to stay out of this whole? conflict where people constantly need money and that sort of thing or does he already have allegiances that i don't know about as a just show uh his, his father is um bannerman to mace terrell okay so whenever the crown is asking for money they're going to ask for the terrell's money before theirs basically oh, okay and the terrell's and, are the money bags for the crown right now so yeah that, in right. terms of money, that's that's probably that one. And in terms of fighting in the books, he is actually involved a lot throughout the books. Like as a side character, like he does stuff. Um, not really a lot in like a first person kind of view, like on screen. Like, but it's, about he's, it. yeah, like when um, uh, when Renly gets assassinated by that black abortion, he um, he's with uh, not physically with, but. Uh, Randall Tarley is there. Like, he's, they're kind of together. Like in the camp? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, Randall okay. Tarley's army is one of the armies that's with Renly. Oh, okay. Um, in that. Well, yeah, which makes sense, because the Tyrells threw in with Renly, right? Because yeah. Marjorie married him. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. So it all comes. This is why, this is why I have you guys on. Boy, it's going to be a shame next week when I'm not on the pod, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, what was the name of uh, Chekhov's sword that they introduced there? Uh, Great Spain? Heartsbane, I think. Heartsbane. 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 Okay. Is that was that a thing? Because it was basically Chekhov's sword, right? Because they were like the guy that goes, "Hey, see that sword?" Yeah, <laughs> which, exactly. Which exactly. Is roughly the cliff equivalent of, "Hey, see that plot device on the wall over there?" <laughs> like, yeah. As soon as they introduced that, I just said to myself, "He's totally gonna steal that sword." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was Chekhov's sword. I mean, you can't like it, it's the whole Chekhov's gun thing of you can't introduce something and then not have it do anything because that's just bad writing. Well, and but like. It was it was just introduced in the most ham-fistedy of ways, where he was just like, "Hey guys, check out the plot device on the wall over there." Yeah, it, Maybe. It, it didn't even really matter that much because he was talking about wildlings, and then all of a sudden he's like, "You yeah. see that sword? Yeah. That's my sword." <laughs> it may have been even more ham-fisted than you realize, Matt. He was he said, um, "It's made of Valyrian steel," and That's true, and of yeah. course, like the thing is that Sam has read about Valyrian steel and. You know, all of those, like, and uh, dragon glass, obsidian, I assume, being, like, the things that can kill, you know, White Walkers. So, of course, Sam has to take it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even, like, saying up yours to his dad. It's like, it would be stupid if he didn't, because the Night's Watch is going to need it. Oh, yeah, it was, it was very classic, because he was basically, like, like again, he was doing the whole, like, hey, everybody, check out the plot device uh, thing like, on the wall over there. Oh, and by the way, it can kill White Walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, he yells out that it's made of Valyria. He gives the entire the background on the entire thing, right? Yeah. Like, he gives him an, a, a, a reason, like, a, even a moral reason to steal it. Like, yeah. he gives him a reason by being a giant dick, and then he's also, like... <laughs> 
points out the fact that yes, you need this actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Sam's milf, I thought was. Uh, mm. I thought that scene was a lot of fun with her sticking up for him and whatnot. Um, what's the name of Sam's brother? Uh, Dickon. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to repeat that. Yeah, it's like Rickon only with a D. Dickon. So. I I am to now like like. D I C K O N O N. So, Dick on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except if you're British, you say Dickon. <laughs> but yeah. So in in the show where most characters do not have their dicks on. <laughs> he's got extra. Guy he's got extra. Actually on. named Dick on. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love that. I really That's hope fantastic. that name isn't some kind of weird plot device where it's like, oh, now it got captured by <laughs> Bolt. Dick on, eh? Well, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to call him Dick on. Oh, oh, God. That's terrible. I have to say that one of the things that I loved about Sam's homecoming was just how good that child actor was. Yes. Like he was so good, his quote, ridiculously adorable. Yeah, that kid got super huge too in like, <laughs> the last two episodes. Yes, he's grown a lot recently. <laughs> yeah, um, although I guess they've traveled a fair ways, and in, in, but in the show it seems like, hey, well, let's just walk over there. But let's take two episodes. <laughs> um, Tommen, I, I mean, he. I was t- I was messaging Bill earlier this week or earlier this morning, and uh, we both agreed that Tommen is basically Butters at this point, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like in the way he gets manipulated by people, oh. like basically people just need five minutes alone with him, and then he's just like, "Well, hey, that sounds like a good idea." <laughs> well, he's a sweet young teenage boy who has a super hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he's only had sex with her, like, once, I think, you know? He just really wants to do it again. When she said... Louis not even I, sure if they had sex. Didn't she just give him, like, a handy under the blankets? Probably. But basically, I, were, she said, I'm going to come back. It's going to be even better than before. And my thought was, yeah. Tommen's like... When he, when he said how, I was like, he's he's remembering that. He's like, how could it be better than before? <laughs> yeah, that, it's going to be even better than before. And it's like, ding! It's like, seriously, I heard your erection. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that tic-tac is in the back of his head, right? Yeah. He's just like... Like she just she said it was gonna be better than before, guys. I'll go to war if I have to. But I'll just, for sure join her church. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like whatever. We gotta do it now. Um, do you two believe that Marjorie has indeed been broken by this church and is now completely following them, or is she have her own agenda? And has realized, boy, this is a great way to dick over Cersei and and Jamie Lannister and whatnot. Not even necessarily that, but I have a hard time believing that Marjorie, who is the ultimate survivor, hasn't mm-hmm. got something like she, she hasn't had an ulterior motive with this. I really think that, like, because you know, uh, Tommen said, "Is there no other way to save her?" And and you know, the High Sparrow is like, "I'm afraid not." Right, and then. Uh, they're talking about how good a person Marjorie is, and he says, would you like to see her? You know, like, I think the High Sparrow knows what he's doing, and he knows what Marjorie's doing, but he's fine with it. They're both fine with, you know, manipulating Tommen, because they're both getting what they want. Marjorie doesn't have to walk through the city streets naked, and she gets to go back to the palace. The Mm -hmm. Tommen gets, uh, the High Sparrow gets Tommen, right? Mm -hmm. I'd be very, personally, very... 
I, I hope she has something else planned up because she is such a cool character, and I really don't want her character to essentially be dead. Like, her character's still alive, but if she's mm-hmm. completely different, then to me, the character's kind of dead, and that I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm hoping she's got something else going on that she's not broken and brainwashed because that would suck. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree. But I think you, I think she doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> no, go no, go ahead. <laughs> I really think that she's gonna like go do something awesome still because she's married everyone, right? Like she's like, oh, I have to marry this person. Fine, okay. I'll oh they died. I'll okay. I'll I'll marry this guy. Oh he died. Okay, I'll marry this guy. You know, like I'll I'll do what it takes for me to be powerful for my family to be powerful. I think she's gonna keep going. See, those kind of interruptions are exactly the type of thing that won't happen when I'm on the podcast next week, uh, or not on the podcast next week. Uh, I really enjoyed a few things about that scene. One, just ancillary things that really have nothing to do. One, when Lady Olenia comes out of her, like, uh, carriage or whatever you'd call that, and immediately just started fanning herself as if, like, I'm in charge now, everybody. <laughs> really enjoyed that. That was fantastic. That's every time uh, she enters a room, she does that because she is in charge. <laughs> absolutely. That's why I love her so much. Um... Jamie taking the horse up the stairs. I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm not even a big Jamie Lannister fan. I'm just like, ooh, that's good. Um, hey, a shout to, there was a shout-out for Braun. That's rare. <laughs> like, yeah, I was actually I, just thinking. Yeah. I was like, where the hell's Braun in all this? And Jamie's like, well, I'm yeah. going to go get him. And Cersei's like, no, don't bring that cool character back. I was like, damn it. Yeah, yeah, we did. We had that conversation last week with Bill and uh, Miller. We were discussing if we saw Braun, if, if Braun was going to show up this season. And then... Uh, I think we all <laughs> came to the unfortunate conclusion of no, probably not. And then when Jamie said his name, it was like, <gasps> so close. <laughs> and like, yeah, do that. And then it was like, and Cersei was like, no, we've still got uh, the mountain. Which brings me to my um, next thing. Because we, we know that the High Sparrow enjoys calling these auto, like he gets to, the, he's a little bit like Peyton Manning. He gets to the line of scrimmage, he sees something he doesn't like, and he changes the play. Uh, he did that this week with uh, Jamie showing up with the Tyrell army and then him being like, yeah, surprise, <laughs> you know, now I've got my own army and it's used to be yours. And now I own your son and that whole thing. Um, they've been leading this whole thing up to Cersei has been saying, you know, we'll call this trial by combat and I'll call the mountain. My guess is that the, uh, high sparrow is going to somehow call the mountain. For like like he's like he's gonna be like I call the mountain and then Quiberg's gonna stand there and give like Cersei's gonna look at Quiberg and Quiberg's just gonna give the shrug like Michael Jordan when he was when he shrugged at the Cavaliers bench when he was just like yeah I made another shot what are you gonna do like, he's just gonna be like yep they called the mountain and then I don't know Jamie's gonna have to fight the mountain for Cersei with are you one saying hand. they're gonna pull a whole like I call Strawberry as he's just walking by. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but no, I think no. I mean, I just I think that uh, like the High Sparrow is gonna say like he's gonna call the mountain, and then Cersei's gonna be like, "What the hell? You can't call the mountain. I'm gonna call the mountain." And then Quiburn's just gonna be like, Quiburn's gonna kind of like <laughs> attempt the casual side switch where he's now behind the, uh, <laughs> the the sparrows and stuff like that. And then I don't know, Jamie will have to fight the mountain or something, and he'll probably win. And then I'll hate it. I'll hate everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Jamie is not going to fight the mountain. He, I think he'll no. just get ruined by the mountain. Yeah. Especially awesome. since uh, he is supposed to be going to River Run, which actually did happen in the books. So oh, I, interesting. I think they were Wait. just going to skip that part because he, uh, in terms of timeline, 
he when he mm-hmm. went to Dorne, instead he went to uh, to deal with Riverrun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was actually really um, cool <laughs> in the book. It was kind of yeah, awesome. It was pretty. So, um, it was kind of slow. It was more thinky than actiony, but it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. And he got to meet his aunt, who turns out is freaking awesome. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Ooh. All right. Um, do you want to lay it on us? Let us know what happened, or do you think that would end up being spoiled? Uh, I don't want to be too spoilery. His, his aunt okay. has a ton of attitude, though. And there's a particular okay. line that I don't want to spoil because it's actually really awesome, and it's one of my favorite lines in the books. It like, and I hope they do it, use it in the show. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's the aunt talking about like their family, and it's pretty baller. But yeah, that's what we call a tease in the business, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, by God, that's Walter Frey's music. Yeah. <laughs> First appearance since season three. He's such a and, cantankerous uh, old shit. Yeah, just sitting there, just telling him, like, what's the plan, Dad? And he's like, well, we're going to take the castle back. No, no, what's the actual plan? <laughs> he's like, do, uh, do, do it. I like, with who? With what yeah. guys? Your guys. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Uh, Lord Edmure, who I've been wondering about ever since the Red Wedding happened, I'm like, is that guy still kicking? And good for him. He still is. He <laughs> looks pissed. Yeah, or he looks pretty like, Christ, I can't wait to get out of here. This place sucks. Uh, so I don't know. What's their big move is to take him and be like, give us River Run. We'll give you this one guy back. Yeah, Cause, pretty much. Because isn't he the... That's his son, right? The, he's uh, the, the Blackfish? Or, no, he's the he's Blackfish's nephew. Uh, nephew. He's Because the Blackfish was uh, Catelyn's, you know, uncle, right? Yeah. Um, so Edmure is the actual legal lord of Riverrun. Ooh, interesting. Right? Like, so, so, like, they can't afford to lose him because he is actually technically the leader of the family. However, um, if he did manage to get his wife pregnant, the night of the red wedding and she bears a son then her son would be the act would be his heir so they could kill him and then uh her son would be the the legal lord yeah so hopefully he doesn't have an heir i mean he he, he doesn't i don't think he would at this point because otherwise they would have already killed him yeah um is that it? Did we uh have we covered everything this week? oh god no there was that terrible daenerys scene at the end oh <laughs> Oh, God, that was so... I mean, the CGI on the dragon was cool, but... It was it was a little bit cringeworthy. The whole time, I kept thinking that, okay, so she asks how long it's going to take them to get there, and he's like, a week, you know, at least. And she goes, ugh, and wanders off and finds a dragon and comes back, and I'm pretty sure she did that speech just to make them ride faster. Because I, I could just see her afterwards go up to the guy afterwards and be like, there, that'll cut at least two days off of our trip. I guess, but Everyone it was... pumped. <laughs> it, yeah, but it was so pointless because it was like... It, it was basically... To me, it was just... We always have to have a Daenerys scene. It, it's just we've always got to have a Daenerys scene because she's the, I guess she's the mo- one of the more popular characters, maybe the most popular character. But we've got to have her in every episode. So let's just punctuate her with this scene that when you really strip that scene down to the nuts and bolts does nothing for the actual storytelling of the show. Yeah, I know it absolutely. And all because she has a lot of scenes like that where she rallies yeah. all of her troops, but they've all been earned before. Cause it's usually after yes. she kills a whole bunch of guys. Exactly. Yeah. Because she, she already has that group of, of people in her back pocket. They saw her walk out of the fire. They're already on her side. 
she doesn't need to fly over them with the dragon and then sit there and give this insane like pump up speech like and it was it was just so pointless because it's like these guys are already following you like they could have used that scene for her to rally people who were already who were not necessarily on her side yeah if there was there's some sort of amount of dissension or something like that like guys were already on her side it was pointless the only thing i liked about it was that i was happy to see daenerys um in control of a dragon again yeah like it was kind of cool and if we'd never seen her ride a dragon before then it would have had some meaning, but we've already seen her ride a dragon in a much better scene, by the way. Yeah. And After she killed a bunch of guys. <laughs> yeah, and it was just... You know what I think would have made this yeah. scene better? <laughs> if she um, if she scared them all, if, if, they were, if they needed scaring, by letting the dragon eat someone. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I, that was I can just though. see it now. She's like, who wants to be my blood riders? Yay, yay! No. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> who keeps saying that? <laughs> oh, and with I him, just... let's get him, boys. Dragon. Oh. <laughs> oh man. You know what was, actually that... bugged me the most about that Daenerys scene? As a person who is a voice um, professional, the way she was yelling, I was like, "This is so bad for you," and it's not the best way of projecting your voice. Anyway, so that's just my little <laughs> angry point. That's pointless. <laughs> Much like that entire scene. Oh, man. It was just... I mean, they brought the heat with the last couple, with the last two episodes, and then this one, they were moving pieces on the chessboard again, but I, there were some strong scenes. It, mm-hmm. it, it yeah, wasn't it was, bad. It, but... I think it was a fine episode because yeah. it was clearly such a setup episode, and it's setting up mm-hmm. some really neat stuff, and that needs to happen sometimes. Like, you can't yeah. have all, like, huge climaxes, or else you end up with, like... Mm-hmm you know, friggin' 24 syndrome where every episode tries to outdo the last one. Yeah. And then it just completely dissolves into silliness. So you have to have these slow episodes with, like, way too long scenes about, you know, these plays and fart jokes and shit like that. Um, one <laughs> thing that I remember that, that uh, this reminds me of is I think it was pretty early on in the first couple seasons, they had that really long scene with Pod, Braun, and Tyrion where they <laughs> gave all that money to Pod to go get laid, and he goes, yeah, oh, and there's and just gratuitous the nudity back, and then like, yeah. what happens? It's like well, he, just, he just gave it back. Did you do it? It's like yeah, and then they like thanked me, and so <laughs> then they just started drilling him to figure out what he did. <laughs> yeah, I love and that it, scene though. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was yeah, pretty ridiculous. You know what I think would have made a better ending to the episode? Arya, uh, Arya blowing her candle out. Yeah. Actually, there were a couple of, of candidates for, for a better ending than the Daenerys thing. Like, if they stuck the Daenerys thing in the middle of the episode, I think it would be fine. But to me, they were like, no, this has got to be, like, the pump-up for the main event. And, yeah, Arya is sitting in that, th- like, the waif going, like, you promised me. And then he goes, don't make her suffer. And then Arya was in the thing, and if she blew the candle out, and that was the end of the thing. I also thought, like, why not have the reveal of Benjen be the end of the fucking episode? Yeah, yeah like, that was another thing. I was mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, they like, could have had him take Benjen? the mask. That could have been great. Yeah, they could have had him take the mask off and then have, like, him just go, Uncle Benjen, and then you didn't need any of the rest of Benjen's relatively um, unnecessary speech. Mm-hmm. You could have put that at the beginning of the next episode with him just going, like, oh, you know, the White Walkers are coming. We're probably all boned unless you do something about it because you're the Three-Eyed Raven now. And... But yeah, just for some reason they feel like they always have to end on Daenerys, and yeah. I get it's just because she's 
one of the more pot like I get the majority of them has her as the more popular character where I I to me that plot has been moving I mean her burning the tent full of people aside like take that scene out of there she's been moving sideways for the last three seasons and it's been it's painful to watch and then uh, and she's backtracking back to Marine again. And if she gets back to Marine and then starts, and then we get into this whole, I'm, 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 I'm frightened that when she gets back to Marine, it's not good. We're not going to move forward. She's going to fight with Tyrion over. She's going to be like, what? You're letting them keep slaves around for seven years. Not while I'm around, mister. And then we got to fight about that whole thing again. I'm, 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 I'm a little worried. That's. I see your worry, but I feel, they're gonna get it. I feel like Tyrion is, if, if anyone can get her moving, Tyrion can. Mm-hmm. I agree. Full faith in Tyrion. The, 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 we, we ride with Tyrion on this podcast. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm just throwing my hat in. And Tyrion, please save yeah. her storyline. She's <laughs> been doing it so far. But, I mean, like I said, we did get the cool, like, you know, I'm not trapped in this tent with you. You're, You're trapped, trapped in here with me. <laughs> yeah. ah! <laughs> right. That was the best. Uh, it was like yeah, Daenerys is back. Afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! Just lights them all on fire. I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with this. This is fine. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. you guys are so upset. I was yeah, a little exactly. chilly before. What was, what was that dog meme where the dog's sitting in the burning house and he's just like, "This is fine." Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. Daenerys is just like, "I'm okay with this." Right? She's like, "I ain't even mad." Um, yeah. So that wraps up episode six, which I believe was titled "Blood of My Blood." And uh, no reference to her getting everyone as her blood writer. Yeah, yeah. And also, we got to meet uh, the blood of Sam's blood, and uh, and Benjamin is back. That's uh, Benjen, blood. more blood. Yes, more blood, more blood. Um, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. So it was it was a pretty fitting title. Uh, any predictions, Mike Leapock, for episode seven? I, th- I think you got it right uh, last time you were on on who was going to kick the bucket next to. Uh, if I remember correctly, maybe I'm not remembering correctly, but who knows? Um, none of us picked Hodor. God, I, I want to see the Wraith fight next episode. Next episode, I, you want to get? I, get and right I think into... it's pretty likely because there, I think there's only been one episode with no Arya. Yeah, it was, it was like, like three or four. Or something. Yeah, I think it was episode had... four had no Arya in it. So she should be in next episode. Hmm. Uh, and I'm hoping it is, and I hope she fights the waif, and I hope she kills her, because, yeah, that's the only way that that could go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Miss Liz? Any predictions for what's going to go down in episode seven? Hmm. Uh, I was going to also predict the waif kicking the bucket. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where Sam and Gilly go. What's he going to do with that? Yeah, what's his move? We didn't really discuss that. He was just like, let's get out of here. But does he have a plan? He was kind of like uh, Yara and Theon a week earlier where they were like, let's just get out of here and figure it out afterwards. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not you know, exactly I also, sure. I, I totally a... half expected him to cut off like a finger while he was getting that sword out. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, well, it's so sharp and you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, do they, like, is, is Sam just going to head to the... He's, pro- he's probably just going to go straight to Old Town. Yeah, that's his move, right? Just heading there to try to do maester training, and I don't know, Gilly will probably go back to Horan or something. Yeah, I, oh, I don't shit, know if it's never a whore. What am I talking about? I don't know if it's... if it's. Uh, I can't remember if this is actually a thing in the book, but maesters may be some sort of protected class that you can't deal with, so it might be that once he gets there, he'll be safe, kind of like if he 
you know, uh, called for sanctuary like in a church. Yeah, like how the Dothraki don't spill blood, like they don't carry weapons in Vostothraki yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Like that. So you get, uh, you know, that kind of thing. It might, I, I that's, I don't remember, or I think that's a thing in the book, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put that in the show to, for that purpose of uh, making, like, closing up that loophole of that his yes. father would just straight up go and beat him to, with a club. Yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like Old Town, like, the part where the, the maesters all are is almost like the Vatican in Rome. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of almost a separate thing. Because he didn't even try to, like, replace the sword. I, that that would have been funny if he puts up, like, some sort of, like, paper mache thing to, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's just like, I want, I want him to know I took this sword, right? Yeah, he, put, he actually puts a drawing of him mooning him. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. dad. I can't believe I, my brother had a prediction last week that Ian, Mc, we still haven't met Ian McShane yet. We're, we're about to enter episode seven and he hasn't shown up. And that's so crazy. Cause uh, I thought for sure. I, I, my brother predicted that he was going to play Sam's dad. And I, I thought that was such a solid prediction. And, and when it wasn't Ian McShane, I was like, Oh man, we're still waiting for him. I, I just, oh, I, th- I really thought that was a good prediction. I was hoping that one would be true, but, here we are, four He's episodes left. Guy, so yeah, still waiting on Ian McShane. Maybe they're so. saving something better for him. Yeah, maybe he's going to be like the last thing we see this season, and he'll be like some big character reveal of some sort. Or uh... mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know who else could be revealed. Is there anyone? Liz yeah, I don't know. Anybody? Never, never read the book. No, I can't think of anyone right at this moment. Hmm. Maybe they're going to make someone up. Who knows? Um, it's possible. Yep. Yeah. All right, so that's it for our episode seven review. Uh, Liz Leapock, Mike Leapock, thanks once again for doing this. And, uh, well, I don't know what we're going to do next week because I have denounced the Game of Thrones. I, honestly, I think, Mike Leapock, I think you and Rob come on next week and I just record you guys and, and, and not say a word the entire time. How do you feel about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. I can run this thing. All right. I'd. I'd <laughs> probably do a better job <laughs> this, this could be the, this could be the start of a golden age for this podcast <laughs> the golden age of when it's been usurped <laughs> yeah exactly all right uh take care you guys and you we'll see you later on in the week because we uh have plans miller and i got to talk about the flipping end of all the arrow and flash shows and whatnot and uh, I saw the X-Men movie today, so we're going to have uh, everybody who's seen it come on and review the new X-Men movie, Age of Apocalypse. Uh, spoiler alert, I did enjoy it. But uh, that's all you get for now. Uh, so take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time on the Crossover Podcast.